No, there's no level on which Banksy's enjoyable or good, and not even ironically. <laughs> it's just like dude, most bucktooth <laughs> foolish shit. It's like a subjective system you're commenting on. A sub- what's subjective? Art. Art. Mm, Could no, anything be more subjective uh, than your science. feelings about art? Love. Okay. Okay. Maybe <laughs> art is more yeah. subjective. Life yeah. is more subjective than art. Yeah. Oh, no, Banksy objectively sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I gotta say, I, actually, I feel like everyone liked Banks until they found out that he was just like a suburban British guy. They, you know, this guy <laughs> the, he was the guy, guy from that massive, band from Massive, massive Attack. Attack. Yeah. yeah. No one knows who he is. Yeah, they do. Guys. It's the no, dude from Massive know Attack. Who he is now. Yeah. What? Does what? that make you like him less? No. Actually, the thing Wait, I like about really Banksy is, is that from, it might all be a scam. Yeah, it makes me more jealous of like Gen X shitheads who are just like, oh, like everything sucks. Like everyone's sold out. Like, yeah, I just showed up here and like dropped a turd in the corner of like the fucking the Tate Modern. And then like I wrote my name above it and like everybody said I was a fucking genius. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't what know that what's wrong to with me with tonight. Anything. I, tonight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or forever. You say it makes you jealous of Gen X shitheads? Yeah, because like, it's like, and then, and then they're like, they're like, now up for auction, Banksy's turd from the Tate Modern, suspected to get this above. Robin Leach you're doing? <laughs> well, no, this is like what wealthy British people like sound like. I don't know if you've ever been to an auction. Maybe I run in like fancier society <laughs> than you, Sam. Yeah, you know that's true pardon me while i take off my monocle no that's definitely robin leach you're doing you know and then it goes up for auction and like some asshole buys it for 20 million dollars and meanwhile what options do we have in our lives like nothing canned beans baby. well it turns out you can go on banksy's website and get one of his pieces of art and fulfill your life dream he's the jimmy fallon of art <laughs> it's like okay so you get like a what is it the exactly the million pound note yeah uh with princess diana it's like, no, what's that no, supposed to be were... saying other than, like, oh, I recognize that. That's Princess Diana on a million pound note. Yeah, I mean, it's basically memes. So you have some more respect. There's some funny memes out there. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation would, is blowing my mind. I would rather, <laughs> like, just scroll through, like, what's that website, 4chan, where they do the Nazi, the Nazi <laughs> website? I'd rather look at all their memes. 4chan's not a Nazi website. See another Banksy piece. What? 4chan's not a Nazi website. 4chan poll has a lot of Nazis on it. Okay, which is the Nazi one? 4chan poll. But yeah, 8chan is a lot more like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, we're spo- uh, before we start, we're sponsored by White Claw. White Claw is crafted using their unique <laughs> brew pure process and only the finest natural flavors to deliver a surge of pure refreshment and a hard seltzer <gasps> like no other. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. Slightly better than huffing paint. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I used to get high <laughs> off my sister's peach <laughs> hairspray. <laughs> this is similar. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you today. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. I'm your host, Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Alan Sussman. Hello. The Honorable Sam Lazarus. That's a me. <laughs> <laughs> and Raphael Ruttenberg, why, ESQ. Why are we using our real names? <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, so true. I don't think this is a good idea anymore. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it'd be much better. Raps coming around. 
<laughs> starting to worry. Admiral Superman. <laughs> right. They made me watch A Boy and His Dog. <laughs> yeah, they, seriously. And today oh, yeah, we're talking about... Happened. Oh, God. Yeah, this movie... This movie this, is great. Yeah. This is Raph's recommendation. This is a, such a Raph this movie. Is, this is an, a perennial Raph recommendation. Had you seen this before? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, this is one of my top movies. Th- this movie fits snugly in the same category as like Logan's Run. Yeah, Logan's Run is like a better thought out underworld yeah. than this one. Death Race 2000. Yeah. Uh, Dark Star. I think These Logan's are, Run is a totally different movie than this. Well, yeah, different, but but like vi- I feel like they all have the same sets, the same costume designer, <laughs> yeah. you know, the same Mad sound technician. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, so today we're talking about a boy and his dog, the 1975. This could the original title was Boy Meets World. <laughs> When I think about the like the <laughs> number of to think, <laughs> <laughs> dude, spoiler! Oh my god! Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. When, okay. Don't see this Sorry, movie. Spoiler my outside. <laughs> what? A, this movie, like, I, the, I really like this movie. In the actually. group, in the group text, I was like, for those who haven't seen it, whatever you do, don't read anything about this. Agreed. Because yeah, whatever so if you, you do, have not seen this movie and you think you might want to, please leave. No, listen to this podcast. I think you Don't can comfortably leave now. This is <laughs> such a better. I don't know. I, we haven't done the episode yet, but with my third eye, future brain, I know that we're going to do a better description of this movie than the movie is itself. Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred percent. There's going to be more value and in intellectual like discourse. <laughs> this, mo- this movie will do more to open your third eye than a thousand <laughs> yoga retreats. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is better than most hallucinogens. Yeah. <laughs> This movie, I mean, I, I assume will take you places. <laughs> cast was on most hallucinogens. I think watching this movie made me understand even more than Death Race 2000 how my parents, like their youths must have been like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what, what the fuck? Where are you going with this? Like what the world that they thought we were going to end up living in was or something. I, don't- I, think I, I think I'm vibing. I think I get what you're saying. It is like sort of in a lot of ways comically off and it is just very obviously a, an extension of the world that they were living in, which is this like goofball post hippie world where there's going to be hippies forever. Yeah. And, like the apocalypse will have hippies in it. And the things that happen in the apocalypse will be like hippie concerns. It's like, man, where can I score a lid? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, we're all going to be eating each other though. <laughs> which may or may not touch on that. Yeah, we're all going to be reading each other. That's the moral of this movie. This, this movie is like the darkest, blackest comedy I've ever seen, yeah. Yeah. I think. It's amazing. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It yeah. opens up with a oh, horrible yeah. murder. The dog's name, his name is Vic. The dog's name is Blood. Blood calls Vic Albert. Oh. For some reason. No, I looked this up. Yeah. It's oh, a reference it's, to... It's some series of by a guy named Albert who wrote about dogs. He's a dog breeder and he wrote stories about dogs. It's Albert like, is yeah. a reference to yeah, some series of stories about like a boy and his dog, but it's a very like wholesome set it's of the other stories, way I think. Oh, yeah. oh. so this is like, like a satire or yeah. like a because this is based on a oh, novella. It's based on a novella by Harlan Ellison, which it's actually several short stories. Right? He, oh, yeah, right. he yeah. well, they've been compiled into sort of like one text, and he tried to go back and finish it, but he's since passed away. If any of you guys, I don't know, have you read Harlan Ellison or like know anything a about bit. him? Not these though. Because like again, weirdly enough, this was a book of short stories that my dad gave me and was like, 
you ready for some shit to blow your mind? Get get your hat off because it's going to fly the fuck away, kid. <laughs> I love hats. Yeah, he gave this to me in eighth grade because I had an assignment where I had to like read part of a short story in this? school. And he gave me a book of short stories that had this as a novella in it at the end. But I read a different story called The Beast That Shouted Love at the Heart of the World, which is about oh, I've heard of that. people who were possessed by murderous like alien intelligences and then when they die the intelligence goes to someone else like a demon um yeah maybe that was referenced in like a star trek episode i saw he wrote for star trek yeah harlan ellison yeah yeah i mean he was like a pretty kind of like cantankerous malcontent in the sci-fi world and i don't know too much about him but he shows up weirdly enough in gay talisa's famous piece frank sinatra has a cold as like (laughs) <laughs> like a hippie who antagonizes Frank Sinatra at a bar who's like playing pool and has nice boots on. And, and Frank Sinatra's like, get the fuck out of here, you long hair. So the way this movie begins is like even more confusing, I think, than what you said, right? Because the movie starts, you see a, a boy and his dog and you don't really see their faces. And it's like kind of dark at first. And you hear two people talking and you're like, what is happening right now? Right? Because... I had no well, idea that the dog do, could they, talk. They, they, there's some uh, titles on the screen, right? Like you see nuclear explosions, and they're oh, like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. how it starts." World yeah. War Four, four lasted World five, five days. days. But it seemed like World War Three is just the Cold War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was weird because it's like a mo- the beginning, like a movie scroll at the beginning, but it's two sentences. It's like a total of twenty words or something. Yeah, Yeah, and (laughs) eight of which are racist. Where they're like, and the government finally figured out what to do with all the people in cities. Oh yeah, the the, the, the politicians finally. (laughs) Oh yeah, the politicians finally found the answer to urban blight. Yeah, you know another preoccupation of of the sixties and seventies is urban blight. This idea that cities were in kind of like irreversible decline. Oh, for sure. And it shows up in a ton of sci-fi. I mean, it's it's hardcore in Soylent Green. That's like basically yeah. what it's about. In Logan's Run has a bit of that, where it's like overpopulation and fear. And there's right. in the backstory. Yeah, and there's yeah. like the broken city next to their city. There's so other initial impressions of this movie. Well, I mean, it's Alan's, great. Alan's totally right. It's like it is yeah. that it was great. You you don't. <laughs> it, it takes you a minute. Again, not reading. Don't read anything about this. You realize that the boy I mean, and his dog are if communicating. They're listening to us talking they about this. To, they need to have watched it. The boy and his dog, <laughs> blood, Vic and Blood, are communicating telepathically, yeah. which is a weird thing to have to settle into. Yeah, that's you're how the movie like, opens. Yeah, it you're opens just like, into that. Like, where's who's speaking? I guess the narrator. Apparently, there's like in the book. I guess it covers it in more detail. He was like, uh, Blood was like genetically engineered to be telekinetic. Huh. But it also uh, tele- telepathic. But it also means he can't find food somehow. Yeah, he's his like <laughs> right. nose they is compromised. They say that a second. Yeah, they the, say yeah. that a few times. Yeah. I don't. I they, mean, they never th- explain that in the movie. Like how I kind of love dog that. Is tele- yeah, there's a great. lot they don't explain. And the the like sort of hanging bad guys in the background. The what do they call them? The screamers. The Screamers. I oh, mean, there's oh. the rovers and the screamers. Yeah, the screamers. The rovers yeah, are just people. Yeah. Wait the. Yeah, th- I mean, there Wait. was a bunch of bizarre, like, yeah, other screamers they never even show. That you yeah. s- at one point you see a green glow. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you never learn what it is. Well, well they, they explain what they could have looked like at one point, too. Okay, maybe, maybe it was just that. like the budget was low. They didn't do it. <laughs> You're yeah. probably no, because right. they're supposed to be, they're basically the result of, like, radioactive, uh, 
like the radiation right? that's what i surmised yeah, yeah like they're green they're glowing they're constantly screaming <laughs> and he says if they touch you they, you, they burn you yeah, yeah. and then you'll become one of them uh, which is like definitely not how uh, radiation works radiation yeah radiation right works. but okay cool. movie's not scientifically cogent at all yeah well i thought the bits with the dog, dog were pretty good no, yeah. but there and there's one point right where there's another dog that right. people are trying to also talk to telepathically, right? Right, and they don't they don't really go into it. Like, what's yeah. going on here? And there's also the black dog. Like, I think I think the implication is that like the only dogs left. Wait, are you telepathic the black, dogs? Do you think the black dog's telepathic? Well, he's clearly working for that group of people. Doesn't right? mean a telepathic dog. It doesn't mean that, <laughs> but that was the sense I got. Really? That he was like that. Each group kind of has like a dog that's there. I think you're adding more to this movie than the people who made it had in their brains. All right. I think to Alan's point about like this being maybe the darkest comedy, I honestly think that this might be the bleakest version of the future that we've seen <laughs> right. for this show. Well, the other thing is Death that Rage, it's actually Death not... Is pretty bleak. Technically, it's not a vision of the future, right? It's an alternate reality. Yeah. Oh, for us now? Well, it's no, 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 no. For no. them. Yeah. Because they explain Truth. that the World War Three started in 1950. Well, the movie came out in 1975. Unless, unless you call the Cold War World War Three in retrospect. Oh. Yeah, which is what they're saying. Oh, possible, that's yeah. what they meant. It's World possible. War Three, hot and cold. They say that a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah. okay. Got it. But I don't... Yeah, this was like... How does the dog know all this stuff is my question. He's like... Yeah, it's a really good question. Vic. And why is he tutoring Vic? Why does like, Vic need to know any of this information? This is... That's this just movie. to get out the backstory. This movie doing, is yeah. the most amoral movie. Yes, you can possibly. And, and you're just, totally right. It's funny because <clears throat> that there are other movies that are uh, that like have the pretense of being amoral. I'm struggling to come up with one. Like I do think of this movie. This is a little out there, but sh- bear with me. As like the polar opposite of something like the Boondock Saints, which is just like yeah. totally preachy totally moralizing and completely devoid of any actual moral effect right also it's awesome it is it is it is <laughs> it, it is, is a movie, movie. <laughs> it is a movie um this it has inspired some degree of awe yeah by the way this movie it is super amoral but it could have been more but i honestly right? i think like i, I think it could have been more i don't know could have been more like when you say amoral i feel like that's dead accurate too it's just like the morality of this movie is essentially like the morality of a Bugs Bunny cartoon where it's like if this was actually happening between two organisms we would be fucking horrified (laughs) (laughs) you know Uh, but like and that's exactly what this (laughs) this movie is is it's just like it's so unself-aware and unself-examined and and asking you to not examine it's like please detach your frontal lobe before you walk into this theater I don't think I agree with that I think I just I don't know I disagree with Raph I think that huh. it's just attempting to be completely not moralizing at all. Right? Let's give the listeners some sense of context of like the plot that we're talking about. I agree with that. The way what you said when on uh, the group text, which is like the first forty five minutes boring, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think it's just you know. I just I thought I that the, the first forty five minutes slow. were like. I think we've seen done better in other sci fi movies. Like like the first forty five minutes of this movie. Just don't watch them and watch the Road Warrior instead. You know what I mean? I, I don't <laughs> like, think. No, I don't, I don't, I don't so. think Road Warrior is like. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. The opening of Road Warrior is he sees someone and he's like arguing with himself: Should I or should I not yeah. save this person or 
do I have some moral responsibility to be involved in this situation? Right. And he's telling himself, no, he doesn't. But of course, inevitably through the course of the movie, he realizes, of course, we're all human beings and he has to, he does have a responsibility because he's still a moral person. I th- you know, I th- you're right. And I think it's hard to, it's hard to exaggerate how discomforting that is yeah, totally. to see that in a movie. You're just like, what? And also just like the <laughs> brand of comedy in this movie is, is rare yeah. in, and yeah. Bizarre. Well, yeah, just like in the musical cues where it's like, again, we are being steered away from having any kind of like emotional connection to the events on the screen because we're literally hearing stupid ass banjo music. Like it's like flying burrito <laughs> brothers C cuts, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah, because it's like a parody of like a like a cowboy movie. I read <laughs> this that, is like uh, fucking. This is like some blood meridian shit. This isn't no regular <laughs> cowboy movie. That's man. the thing. Is it's like <laughs> no, no. Is, well, well, maybe there are a couple like old westerns that do start to reach this more of this level of, Im- of immorality. <laughs> they, they, right? get, they get they get closer. Violence. There yeah. are westerns. I think get as close to depraved as like any other genre. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a sci-fi movie that is even touches this in terms of just completely fucking like no holds barred. I guess Night of the Living Dead would be fully immoral, right? I guess. So it's hard. The morality of monster movies is tricky because it's like, right. you know, can you say that Alien, there's, you know, morale. There is some, you know. Yeah, it's the like corporation they, is bad. The corporation is, it's like man against, corp, woman against corporation. You know, the android is bad. Yes. It's like the struggle of the individual to survive. You know, it's like not explicitly moral, but you know. Right. No, I'm just that. saying like that doesn't happen in zombie movies. You don't like get personal growth as a result of escaping a horde of hungry zombies. I, I don't know. Right? I would say pretty much like every sort of one of those kinds of stories, either the characters grow or the characters fall and then we as an audience grow from watching that right like it's i guess yeah. it's very rare to have something that is entirely unself-examined even the most like quentin tarantino i don't want to call it cynical because it's not it's sort of like it's almost like naive it, it, to me it keeps bringing me back to like looney tunes is the only yeah. real kind of uh <laughs> analog to this yeah all right do you feel like there's really no growth of the character no, I think we we end exactly where we start. But let's—I mean—we should give the listener a sense of this because I really don't think anybody's gonna watch. I mean, if you guys have watched this movie, awesome. If you haven't, <laughs> you can. Uh, like, it's on fucking YouTube. It's on—it's on YouTube. Wait, it's on YouTube. You don't it's on Amazon Prime. You don't have to pay. Yeah, I mean, well, you have to pay for Amazon Prime. You have to pay for Amazon Prime, and it's not like the quality of the video or the right. sound is going to be much higher there's not there's not oh my they God. did not like do a criterion they should do a criterion reissue of this movie i think that would be worthwhile i watched this people, right would, people would pick dear it. mr criteria <laughs> i watched protest. this on amazon prime and uh for some reason i was getting a bad signal so the first like 20 minutes of the movie i thought that the dog was like phasing in and out of existence because the quality of the image was so bad. I thought it was deliberate. I was like, oh, this is low res, so I can't really tell what's going on. But it really looks like that dog is like flitting between realities. Nice. Oh, God. Cool. I love you, Sam. But that's not what happens. I perennially write in my notes when I notice something that like obviously was made by mistake. 
I write like ba da 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 da. This was a mistake, and then I write next to it. Sam's gonna say this was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you always give them the benefit of the doubt of like this person's a genius. Like the dog was going in and out. And it's like no, it was a rainstorm. Well, that wasn't and, even like, a mistake of the makers of the movie. Yeah. That was a mistake of my Wi-Fi router. So that's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so we open in a post-apocalyptic nightmare desert. Where uh, our hero and his psychic dog, um, or I guess they're psychically linked, but yeah, it's he's telepathic. He's telepathic, but, but they, the dog can't read other people's minds. Yeah, he, he can scan. He can scan. He, oh, by right. the way, we haven't mentioned that Vic is played by fucking Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah, incredible. we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, <laughs> turns out yeah. he was like a weird looking kid this is like you think yeah this is like uh sliced alone in uh they should have quit after this apotheosis yeah like pinback he quit after that pinback quit no he like wrote other movies but i don't think he acted in anything again no he did perfectly well first time around he's just like a fucking slam dunk this i can i can do better go to valhalla now i yeah yeah i think john johnson is great in this role. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. I think he plays it really well. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first 45 minutes of the movie are basically him and the dog wandering around like the desert outside of Los Angeles, like in a radiated nightmare Phoenix. landscape. Wait, oh, is it Phoenix? Outside Phoenix. Phoenix? <laughs> so the first 45 minutes are basically just like your typical ish post-apocalyptic scavenger movie. Typical now. Typical what? now. I okay. think it was relatively typical at the time. Don't think the Omega so. Man. No, there's I mean, I think this kind of narrative of like everybody's it's it's a western like you said. Right? Of like man and beast foraging in like an unknown frontier with dangers everywhere. I don't know. I guess so. When did this come out again? 1975. Not a whole heck of a lot happens. Um other porn. than yeah, we see like a there's basically like murder happens multiple times and people are just sort of like they don't even not care about it. It's like, I can't explain how this is different tonally from other movies where people don't care about people being murdered. It's well, like it's also like sometimes people are dead or murdered and you see them and they look funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do you remember when he, when he grabs the food from that like band of, of uh, people with the wagon, right? And he shoots a guy and you, and they go back and you see his face and it's like, covered in blood he's dead right he's got like blood coming out of his mouth but he looks like funny yeah (laughs) yeah so and this is again this is one of the scenes where like we see sam's giving me a very scared look right now he does look funny (laughs) (laughs) to you yeah sometime in this sort of establishing first 45 minutes of the movie like we see this this guy come up on a cart that's being pulled by his slaves, essentially. Which, like, why the fuck aren't they revolting against this clown? Oh, that scene didn't make any sense. I mean, nothing in this Wait, movie why? makes fucking they, sense. They were digging up canned food. Also, that no one can read. Oh, my God. There's Yeah, yeah no, one. no one in this world I just world want to go back for a second read. to what Alan said about the, the funny-looking dead people. I feel like that's high on, like, the psychi- like the psychology. <laughs> like, it's like, are you a no, psychopath we, checklist? We it's like, show you a picture of a dead scene. person. No. It's like, ha-ha. What's, what's, I need what to could show, be funnier than a bloody dead body? I need to show you this scene because he does look funny. All right, I'm going to post this <laughs> and it's on, on Instagram. <laughs> and we can have our fans judge. Like... Yeah. Is this funny? Yeah. And no. there's even a scene where like the uh, the the boy Vic and Blood are like talking, right? And then they they kind of pan out, and you see that there's just a dead kid next to them. Do you yeah. remember that? It's 
Like it, it's incredibly. The, yeah, it's it's immoral. wacky yeah. and insane, and like there's no there's no sense that anybody has ever. Ca- it almost has the point of view of like, like a seven year old, where it's just like uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like we mankind have, has just passed morality about. It's not debt, even it's like, right. It's like it's not even about like morality around life and death. It's bordering on like lacking object permanence. Where it's like, like yeah. this movie is so divorced from morality that like you can't even the the characters. It's like a cartoon. Yeah, it's like, with like, like anvils dropping. It is kind exactly. of cartoony. Yeah, you're and then right. be like, oh no, but they'll they'll oh, be yeah. fine. No, yeah. I was noticing the in the scene where they're like under they're in the gymnasium or whatever the fuck it is, and and the dudes are coming to try and try and get them, and like he's got the, the he's got his gun and he's shooting people, and they're like going flying. Did yeah, you yeah, notice yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. It's like Looney yeah. Tunes. It's like he shoots a guy and the guy flies like 40 feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So, basically, Vic and Blood wander around this world. Vic keeps hassling Blood to find him like a girl, which, again, there is no, there's like female. no sense of a female. No sense of, I mean, to even say consent, it's like, you know, that... They're like joshing, like back and forth. There's like snappy repartee about their right. relationship and yeah like right. it's really which, which it's not even a joke like that is literally yeah. their yeah. arrangement yeah. yeah vic finds food well and blood the, finds victims and the scarier thing yes. about it yeah. is that yeah. the movie doesn't really present it as like like it doesn't give us a sense that this is horrifying right. or like oh my god right. what has this world become i mean yeah like the the metacritic rating for this is like 75% or maybe the Rotten Tomatoes which yeah. kind of blew my mind it like blew mine as well like I actually think that this is like an amazing black comedy but like but Jesus like I can't imagine that many critics wanting to get on the record as liking this movie <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. So dark is, it's dark it's, it's yeah. dark yeah I mean this is probably too dark for many people's taste yeah yeah it's always darkest before the dawn Johnson <laughs> wow! At the end of the first forty-five minutes of the movie, he goes to see a stag film in the town, right? Which this is in he, the town. He goes to like town. a town. It's just a bunch of like cars that yeah, are like yeah. rolled <laughs> into each other, and like a guy who's manning the door, who's like, "Give I mean, me a sense. can of food," and he gives him a can of food, and he's like, "It's peaches. They're delicious." And the can says "beets" on it. So, like, we are positing also a future where no one can read or, yeah, like, most and, people can't read. And then read. Don Johnson's like, it's peaches. And the guy goes, how do I know that? He goes, you can read, can't you? And it says beets on it. But then Blood says, eh, beets are better for you anyway. <laughs> mm. So, Blood can read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, dog. this movie, by the way, takes place in 2024. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I that. could see this happening. <laughs> like so, the end we still got president. we still got five still years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's plenty of time for this to happen. Also, well, I know the war. The war started in 2007. I think. Yeah. Said. So World War IV. The, the five days of World War IV happened in 2007 in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember because oh. he's like 2006, and then blood's like savage. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think the idea here is that the world has been covered with like ash or something. Yeah, totally. That's why everything is underground. Like yeah. they're going into houses that presumably were built before yeah. the nuclear Holocaust, totally. but they're all underground. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's like a lot of people digging holes places and, and it's Looking pretty clear. For submerged, sub, sub, submerged. Yeah. Submerged. Yeah. Do you call it submerged if it's under land? Buried. I don't know. Sam. Yeah, Tweet at us. 
<laughs> tweet us <laughs> planet earth Ge- geologist tweet what is us. the yeah. land-based analog yeah. for the word linguist tweet us. yeah tweeted us geologist from animal collective <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> he's, he's the only geologist i know uh, welcome to the show everybody yeah yeah so so he start over. Vic and Blood are in town <laughs> watching some sort of weird stag film, Master, which is also Master insane. Master, Master and Vic and Blood are. <laughs> in we call him that the rest of the time. And Blood says, "You're not. Gonna, there's a woman here, and or a female here." And uh, Vic says, "No way. There could never be a." Uh, right, while they're watching porn. While they're watching. Yeah, they're porn. watching porn, and yeah, oh it's yeah, like barely porn. Also, right. It's like <laughs> Sam was disappointed. It was I was <laughs> quite disappointed. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like and also the porn is very also very <laughs> aggressive like they don't yeah. really show up but every time they go off camera and you just hear the porn the woman sounds like she's like screaming yeah like, yeah and also right. like someone is set on fire at some point in one of the yeah, movies yeah. oh well, yeah, yeah i mean like one of the, it's not even yeah, porn it's this? like weird movies that also include nudity so vic and blood go chasing a woman who's under the city somewhere oh, but we kind of skipped a bit there's a shot of vic i can't remember exactly walking across the desert and there's like hospital booty feet oh right right yeah they're Those being are... followed by yeah people who are like the committee as we learn yeah, yeah from topeka right right yeah yeah exactly so and they say like oh send out the cheese yeah well send out the cheese so yeah then we see vic For the mouse basically gets yeah. Picked up nice. by this, or tries to have sex with this woman underneath the town that they're in, which is, I guess, like secretly an old elementary school or a, an old school, and oh, they end yeah. up in like the auditorium of the school. Yeah, I think that's more or less what's going on. And while he's trying to basically assault this woman, which is horrifying, the town goes under attack by. Uh, they don't say quite who it is, right? It's like just uh, rovers, rovers. It's like a gang. I mean, it, it, this has also like a very like Mad Max meets. But they do say that, yeah, those rovers probably also have a dog that's also sniffing out a that's woman. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Right? That's why I was saying. I okay. think it might just be like, that's what dogs are now. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And maybe women are just dying out because well, they're all being assaulted, we basically. We don't see any women in the movie right. other than... Well, there's a bunch of women in the... Well, in the um, underground, yeah. but... Quila Jane Holmes. Yeah. Quila like Jane that. Holmes. Okay. Vic basically chases this woman, Quila Jane Holmes, who says that she lives in this the underground in Topeka, which, again, we're in Arizona. Yeah. Topeka's pretty far away, so that's kind of weird. Except well, actually, she just not... says down under. Okay. She didn't say Topeka at that point. Yeah. I, and I it's actually, the first time they mentioned it, and it's really confusing. I really liked that it's like down under, and then they're also looking for over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Where that's there's cool. The implication is that there's some kind of society on the surface of the earth that's far away that's really nice. But there's also, we learn, an underground city that maybe is nice as well. P.S. Over the Hill has to be in Canada. Why? Because there's Canada's no better. targets in Canada. The, inter- the internal logic of a boy and his <laughs> a boy dog. And his dog. A, I don't know. Super stone nightmare. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? One time I, in college, it was 420, and I made weed cookies and bong weed tea. And, like, I think it was my first time doing any of that, and I just, like, went to town. And I was like, oh, okay. Not doing weed, but doing edibles. Well, doing edibles, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was my first time doing edibles. And I was like, I went to town. I was like, uh, okay, I'm not really feeling much. Then, like, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I lost, like, eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, eight fucking hours. That like, people saw me, like... 
in like the like the college like cafeteria people saw me like walking alone in the fucking woods <laughs> i was like oh i don't remember any of that okay and I, I came to oh and i was God. in a friend's dorm room watching disney's robin hood i was just like oh okay <laughs> i don't remember coming here uh, but this is a good movie <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> And so I'm happy to be here. This is kind of what that movie is. This this movie's kind of like that experience. You mean disjointed? No, just like I, fever dreamish. I certainly beamed out of this movie for a good solid 20 minutes in the middle, where it's like, oh, he was in the city watching like this porno movie. Oh, now he's like trying to assault this woman under the city, but now they're friends. Okay. Oh, now right. they're in like a gunfight. Oh, and, and now yeah. she's taking him to where well, she, she's from. She and, knocks him out, and then. He tries to go find her. Yeah. And Blood is like, don't do this. Right. Don't do this. And by the way, yeah, when when he is trying to assault her and then she almost immediately likes him. I don't know. For me, maybe you guys were smarter. But for me, I was like, wow, the morality, like the version of women that are presented in this movie is like horrifying. It's and insane. It's, and it still if is. If you don't make the connection that she's the cheese. Exactly. Yeah. Which you figure out later. Right. right? That, yeah. That she's been sent there to bring him down right. to yeah. this underground society. So, okay. If, if at first you're, you see like this, this, that the message of this movie is sometimes when women are sexually assaulted, they, and they like you yeah. almost immediately. Well, like that's, that's horrifying. Very, I mean, that's actually very common in old movies. Yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, it was similar um, in Soylent not Green, not to that degree, not, not yeah, to the degree of this movie. Face, yeah. But yeah, it, it. Yeah, right. It's like, like oh, the you gun with the wind. It's like, yeah, come here, beautiful. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh it's no. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> get away you from no me, good. you postulous slug. <laughs> you fucking Baron Harkonnen nightmare. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I was. Who I was, was channeling my inner lady from the 70s movie what oh. they were actually thinking okay i'll cut all of it i think you should leave it in but it's terrifying yeah so but yeah this movie is super it is some huge parody of like an old western i think right or at yeah. least it draws on a lot of yeah. that yeah. Well, and I so mean, that's more than maybe anything else in westerns right so that like maybe i feel like watching porn like does that happen in Western? Sometimes they no. go to like a theater they and they watch. Strip. Maybe they, they go to like a burlesque, burlesque yeah. or like a, a bordello or something. Okay. Yeah. So uh, all my understanding of Westerns is basically just from watching Westworld. So, <laughs> so, so they're entirely populated by robots. <laughs> they, they exist out of time. Um, the JJ Abrams made the first one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Hopkins runs everything. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But like, you know, similar to um, Logan's run, this movie takes like a hard, insane turn at 45 minutes in. Totally. Right. Like they're running away from this attack in the city that they're in. And all of a sudden they're in like the underground. I I guess. No, he follows her down there. Yeah, He follows her because he is in love. Wait, are we talking about this movie or this movie in this movie? Yeah. She whacks him in the head with a, in a, in, with a flashlight and he's and just following her he, she whacks him in the head with a flashlight and disappears and then he follows her down to the underground city where she's from topeka because right. she because he, he's in love basically well, because she's sort of pretended that he's in lust yeah all right this this episode is like going 
going off the fucking going. rails. Okay, it's gone off the rails. It's Fine. The, it's in the turlet. I it's thought in, we were back they go, on to, the rails. they go to Topeka. They go to Topeka. Topeka is uh, like a bizarre parody of a 1950s like you know uh it's like all, Steph- Ameri- Stepford wives all american kind of Stepford wives leave it to beaver kind of ultra wholesome town which is actually just like nakedly totalitarian run right. by religious lunatics yeah, run by lunatics yeah. who are and murdering also, people who send people to the farm and also it's yeah, underground yeah, yeah. so it's about. never light out like yeah, it's just right. con- looks like it's constantly night. That scene where they're out on the lawn and there's like one point source of light in the distance behind the trees. Yeah, it's pretty freaked freaky. me out it's so much. So like, oh, really? Yeah, horrifying. the idea of like grass and trees in like a cave. Yeah, is, yeah, like, it's that's very weird. Not real. With the right. marching band going by yeah. and everybody's got their faces boom, painted white. Boom, boom, so boom, 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 boom. There's like yeah. march. I thought constant marching yeah. band, a constant soundtrack of like. Someone intoning over these loudspeakers. Or like oh, yeah, the, li- the loudspeakers are never not. The no. loudspeakers are always on. Yeah, which that was like a reference to like 1984, I thought, of just yeah, like, you know, the like the totalitarian kind of like, not a direct <laughs> right. reference, but it was in that vein. But the loudspeakers are always on saying like things like, Grandma's apple pie recipe. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so amazing. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, and like then the it announces of executions. Right. Of ASOC. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it's like it cuts between that where it's like so and so went to the farm today. Which the farm? Oh, do they say that? I on the does finger? the voice not? They also have like alarms or something. Like they're saying there's alarm. I don't know. And maybe Michael, people. who's a, an android, like a well, they, android. We find that, yeah. find that out at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the chair, the committee who run this underground insane place, like take Vic and they basically level with him and are like, "Here's the deal, Vic." Like, our women can't get pregnant anymore, so we need you to come down here so we can maintain genetic diversity. What? Like, one guy? That's going to help? Yeah, that would <laughs> work. Wait, wait a minute. Sam, all of that person's offspring would be brothers and sisters. Well, presumably they're going to have other people come in and do the same thing. Mm, right? But they never s- Yeah, they didn't say, say that. that. They were like, every couple of years, we need one guy to come down here and then... Yeah. They don't even say a couple the, of years. They say the, every like it's not. Of, I thought it was more less often than that. But the kind of damage, genetic jam, damage that you get from inbreeding is like you need to be doing it for generations. Like, but also those brothers and sisters don't need to like maybe they right. don't procreate right. They procreate with other right. people right. So I guess you do this every so often. Yeah, in it's a big totally enough population, realistic. it sort of makes sense. I, it, it's interesting that you guys took that away from this because I got the exact opposite. I was yeah, sort of right. like, this is circling the drain. There's like, there's not a big enough population down here for them to actually have enough genetic diversity <laughs> well, to survive. Be, yeah. yeah. So I was just sort of like, wow. So the surface world is this insane kind of like bleak murder fest. And then the underground world is essentially the same thing with like a very thin veneer of like, no, but we'll get through it because our faces are painted white. Right. I, yeah, which yeah. we haven't gotten into that the face they face are painted in white and they have like they basically look like clowns, like right? Almost, yeah, they look yeah. like clowns. They all have apple cheek ma- makeup on, right. or like dolls. What did you guys take from that? I, I thought it was kind of like this strange, so new so, form of social etiquette that like you know evolved, where it was like we all need to look like we're happy all the time. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, sort of it's like an absurd overreaction to. <clears throat> 
this idea of the, the the lack of order and trying to maintain lack of order elsewhere, trying to maintain order is this like, and also I think that you can safely ascribe like whiteness to it. Yeah, too. I was gonna yeah. say it's I like, thought yeah, it was like I'm a white sure supremacy it's a thing. Clown yeah. thing. It could also be a cleanliness thing because they scrub the shit out of him when he shows up. Oh, right? that's true. They do that. So it could just be like you know, kind of going back to like courtly. I, yeah, times, I right? guess there is something 17th, 1700s about yeah. that makeup. Yeah. But like, yeah, I honestly just thought it was a white thing. Could be. I don't think it's just that because well, of it's the like cheeks. We're going we're gonna to over... We're gonna, I think that the idea is basically we're going to overcorrect in every single way. Like against the chaos, we're going to, in every single way, including every aspect of our appearance... Um, you know, try and constantly, you know, consistently evoke something of the past that's gone by. Honestly, yeah, it was like Mike Pence's right. America. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. like that's what goes on. That's that's exactly what is playing in the heads of Trump supporters. Like that, that is their version of reality. You mean they want to <laughs> yeah. get hooked up to a semen a, di- a dick pumping machine? machine? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Oh God. I mean, probably whatever, that's what whatever my, whatever maintains social order. Yeah, my yeah, is the one doing the suction on the machine. Well, he's like, my little, uh, my <laughs> no, lips I think it's will mother. do better than any machine. But it, it, yeah, it makes sense, right? Because movie came out it's in the seventies, but like <laughs> this movie came out in the seventies, but yeah, it's supposed to look like the fifties or something, right? So it is supposed to be like a reactionary thing that people are doing. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I don't know. To me, that was and the banality with which, again, we see the council or the committee who run the city. In a, they're in a church. They're in a church. It it does have a religious like th- there is a so. Christian vibe to I mean, it. Now I mean, that they, I'm yeah, about, yeah, I see that. And like the the well, weddings, the wedding is not, insane. They do say Jesus a few times. May God have mercy on your soul. He says say when Jesus. he sentences that's, people I mean, to death. Isn't that more like just Americana? Like they're not overtly religious. They just are overtly. Like towing right. pious. I think that's religion. right. Yeah. Not even pious, just like they're overtly like old towny. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh look, we're having but like they okay, wait a minute. Okay. They 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 have like so it's thirty five women waiting to get impregnated, right? Well wait, we haven't even gotten to you that. You can cut it in No no no. Let's <laughs> let's explain what that, uh. that is. Because their plan is that they brought uh, I guess we explained that they were impregnating all these people with Vic semen, but They've actually literally like chained him up and they're draining his balls. Yeah, with a machine. <laughs> and they're gonna, and they're gonna marry so him insane. to each person but, yeah. that he impregnates. But like the marrying, like that's not how the Christian understanding of marriage works, right? So like, it, like you're you wait, saying wait, that Sam. They're, Sam. No, no, I just, <laughs> dude, I'm just saying like if they were actually religious fundamentalists then it wouldn't be like a conveyor belt kind of thing. It wouldn't be like, okay, all of you have to get married to this guy before he can impregnate you. That's So not we're asking hang a on. boy and his dog to <laughs> its sat- satire of 1950s ultra-conservative reactionary mores to be accurate in its depiction. No. Wait, hang on, hang <laughs> That's on. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm on. saying it's not a satire of Christianity. It's I, a satire yeah, of I don't think Americana's it's I think it's, I don't think relationship it's, I don't think it's satirical Christianity. I don't think this is an indictment of Christianity. Either. Yeah, that's no. I agree with Sam. Yeah, I, cool. I don't disagree nice. with Sam that's on fun. this one. I, I think, yeah, it's a satire of somebody's version of Christianity, I feel like, yeah. right? Or uh, the yeah, way that... specifically small-town America. Yeah, sure. and I think it's also pointing out maybe some sort of hypocrisy or lack of consistency when people, the way totally. that people take religious ideas and, and then 
sort of uh, mold them to the conditions that they're in uh, in a way that can completely like subvert the original uh, intent. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a cult essentially. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it's sort of implying like that this happens all the time that religious people will take certain ideas from religion and then just completely mold them into what they need them to be at that time. Right. Right. I thought it was interesting that basically at this town council meeting, the head of the council is sentencing people to death all over the place and then saying nakedly out loud what they're going to tell the public these people died of, even though the public is already aware of this. It, it, right. it was so psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, yeah, like, it was a weird thing of like, first yeah. at first you get the feeling like, yeah, they're being secretive about like, oh, they're saying they're sending them to the farm. Yeah. You know, but really they're killing them. But then at the end, it's like <laughs> right, they pretty shoot obvious. A guy, yeah, that they're like he went to the farm. <laughs> yeah, and there's all these people sitting there watching. That yeah, happen. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he says he's like, yeah, well, send them to the farm, and we'll just tell people uh, tractor accident. And then it's like people are walking in and out of this building, wa- like yeah. watching the meeting and leaving. And it's like, okay, so why why do you have this veneer? I mean, the point I think is that there are terrible things that the government does that we're all sort of somewhat aware of, but. You know, they tell a story and everyone says, oh, yeah, okay. And then like sort of buy into that story. And but kind of everyone knows that's not really what's happening. But yeah. everyone goes along with it anyway. Right. Yeah. You totally feel like right. that's I think the point of that. I mean, I think that's on purpose is to illustrate how naked the power is. You know, like it's just like, we're, yeah. you know, we'll tell people this obvious lie. That's yeah. totalitarian. Yeah. They tell people an obvious lie and they have to believe it no matter how obvious a lie is. Yeah. Which, and, and I guess if you think about it in the time, like this is really right post Watergate, like it makes perfect sense in terms of like what is in the American consciousness at the moment. Again, and it relates to soil and green and to, you know, Logan's run and kind of all yeah. of those insane seventies movies. It's sort of an interesting thread through a lot of the movies we've watched of this idea of like the perverted social contract. Like, yeah, we all agree to have a dystopian world. <laughs> like, right? It's I like, don't yeah. Don't blame me. I voted for Gilead and yeah. our immediate future. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Pence's America. Um, I also kind of thought that their their face makeup was vaguely referential to like Fellini and like Satyricon because I, I think that this is sort of contemporaneous with. There is a guy named Fellini in the movie. It's like true. a rover, I think. Okay. Yeah. Is that so right? Wow. What a character. Yeah. yeah. So then I guess it wasn't Could be. coincidental. Yeah. I, I thought so. I, I th- That to me kind of rang a bell. Um, yeah. I don't know. So so basically Vic escapes with like the... F- Quilla June. Quilla June. And Quilla June. Well, yeah. So which is... Quilla June like knocks out wh- the... What? Oh, no. I was going to say sh- Quilla June asks to join the committee and they're like oh, okay. ah, eventually maybe shut up well be careful or we'll send you to the what, farm yeah once you're married then you can join yeah and it's it's clear that she's not going to get what she wants and so she's like all right i need to find a better way to do this so so she helps vic escape right <laughs> which yeah. is fucking crazy so she's the bad yeah. guy no Wait, why so, is that and crazy that's kind of what i was going to before is like i think the morality of this movie if there's any is that she is terrible she's and horrifying like the world that she's from is terrible well because right? mm-hmm. like yes obviously the surface world is she wants power and yeah. awful yeah but like at least the surface world is amoral 
Whereas like this underworld that she, like every action she takes is immoral. Right? Yeah. I liked what she said where she was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's run away and we'll be our, uh, and we'll be the committee. That was like the, the yeah, line that she says exactly. that I wrote down, yeah. which is sort of like, that's all, that's all she knows is that type of exercise of power. Right. And I don't know, in the face of just complete and utter futility of like, nobody's going to survive this. Like, mm. th- even if you bred with all these people down in this underground world, like they don't even think they're going to survive this. They're killing each other. Like, obviously 10 people a day it was just like (laughs) people were just just like a really bad day like lined up (laughs) waiting to be executed in this like underground ma's apple pie world while like the band (laughs) marches on and like the speakers are giving you like you know a never-ending i don't know like list of recipes and like the weather even though you live in a fucking cave but before they escape like quilla jane breaks him out right and then at first she's like, you got to kill the committee so like we can become the new committee, right? Yeah. And then he doesn't want to do it. He just wants to get out of there, right? And yeah. then she's like, and then she turns the gun on him and she's like, this is why, this is the real reason why I brought you down here is that I am, you're going to kill the committee so that I can become the new ruler of this place. Right? Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. She never says it before that, but that's what she says at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not 100% convinced that's even accurate. Like she's constantly lying throughout the movie, right? Like, but why would she I'm lie jumping about that? ahead a little bit? But like when they get out, she's like, "I love you." Like now, I love okay, you. Okay, yeah. You know? So like all through the movie. But why would she lie about crap. that though? Because think, now she thinks this is a, a good plan. Like it maybe it didn't. So now she thinks it's a good plan. So she's like, <laughs> she just wants to sound smart. No, she's like, "Look, you got to be with me. This is why I brought you down here." Even he, though she's she just turned the gun the on idea. him, what? right? Yeah. So she's. It's like an evil villain, like revealing their plan, right? There's no reason she needs to say that, right? I think you guys I are guess. giving more intent to this movie than the actors, the screenwriter, the director. No, I mean, and I everyone who point, saw it. I think had. the whole point of her character is that she's just all over the place, and like, you know, she's she's trying to find the most advantageous avenue for her own bid for power, right, or for her own whatever. Or failing that to interests. have a protector. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think that's a, think that's and a fair reading. And then after they leave, and she's like, all she cares about is having him to protect her. Yeah, and she changes the story instantly once they get outside. Another way of looking at this, right, is that the in the world above, it's like complete chaos, complete anarchy. But there's no manipulation. It's just people fighting for their lives, except lying about the beets being peaches. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was manipulation, I guess. But underground, it's like people manipulating people, like presenting themselves as otherwise, right? And needing to constantly figure out. Yeah. Like, so that's what he says. What he says when he's escaping is like, um, I just want to get into an old fashioned fist fight with someone right. over a can of beans, right? right? Which is it's insane. Like, <laughs> I f- guys, I feel that way all the time. No, but I, I feel like that is our lives. Like, I feel like that's like what millennial future is. Yeah. It's like they should just show ads of that of just like, yeah, get, get ready. If you haven't fist fought a hobo over a can of beans, this is what your financial future looks like. Right. And that's exactly what this is about is that there's, you know, on the one hand, there's, you know, the state of nature, nature red in tooth and claw, which is the anarchy above ground. You go White below. claw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful. And then you go below ground and you have uh, this imposition of order and all the, the, you know, and really what that is, is just this, um, you know, com- completely inhuman 
way of dealing with the world uh and and, and just this this awful evil uh method of control you know this imposition of power on people and so you get you get this movie hits both extremes it's very cynical it's like the, neither of these are viable options and it doesn't really necessarily give you a path forward because the protagonist is there and he in the end chooses uh to you know be 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 a part of nature be a part of this like it's a abandon the fucking underground world of, of order and totalitarian bullshit and go back right. to like and of course i think the murder the, fest the point here is something like this is meant to say that there's a horrible underbelly to the world of old westerns where it's presented as usually these cowboys who are like saving lives and stuff but actually a lot of cowboys were just doing horrible stuff and it was basically the wild west was basically anarchy yeah right versus like the horrible underbelly of 50s america where everything looked nice from the outside but on the inside you know there's terrible stuff going on right i mean i think that's sort of the point yeah you're right? totally right I, at the same time i think that and i don't mean to cut you off i think no. this movie is like both miraculously cynical and unbelievably naive at the same time and i don't <laughs> well, think how I've, is it naive it's naive in the the sort of point of view of the characters like there's something about like the the lack of consequences to their actions and the lack of consequences to their I think it's totally violence. nihilistic, right? But it's uh, completely nihilistic. But like I it's saying like this is our future and there's no way around it. But it's not it's it doesn't present that to the viewers in a way to make you feel differently. It's not trying to manipulate an emotional response out of you and I guess that's what I mean when I say that it's naive. It's not well, it's not saying I'm showing you these things so that you can examine the world that you live in or the life that you're leading it's like it's you know, a commentary on this world not not the one we're in but the one in the movie exactly yeah. it's it's not it's not outward looking at all or inward looking at all it doesn't have it's not looking anywhere that's what i mean when i say naive it's just like totally unexamined like a like a child brain almost right it's just like yeah the world we're seeing is the way that it is people murder each other bye-bye but I, I think that that leaves you with a horrible feeling oh right? for sure and i think that's the point and and I think maybe that's the reason that I that it's I hopeless. Yeah, it presents a hopeless picture, and it's yeah. like you know I, I think that where this diverges from so many other movies that tread on the same ground is not just like there's no hope of redemption. It's like you know there's two bad alternatives, and like you know, at the end maybe you think like okay, so this is going to be an individual. Um, I think a, a different movie. How different would this movie be if at the end Vic and Blood? And Quilla June were like, okay, we're going to strike out on our own. Yeah, we're going to go to over the hill. Right. Okay, wait. He Hang does on. not do that. Yeah, he doesn't do that. It seems like it's going to go that way. Can we just, it takes the yeah. hardest left turn <laughs> of any movie yeah. you've maybe ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Where Quilla June is like, all right, like, let's, we're going to go form our own society somewhere else. Right. She's like, the first thing you need to do is get rid of that fucking dog. Because the dog's dying. He and starving. Has been, yeah, injured and is really hungry. And it looks right. like he's going to die. And, and also Quilla June is saying, I love you. After like <laughs> just totally three minutes ago, she said like, I'm the only reason I brought you. you down there was so you can kill the committee. And she like had the gun on him. Right. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, but at her, the same time, the way that she's saying, I love you, you're kind of like, well, maybe she's, maybe she kind of means it, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's so, yeah. And then it immediately cuts to, Vic and Blood walking away with a cook fire in the foreground. Like basically wiping their mouths on Quilla June's wedding dress that she was wearing. I think Blood actually says like something like 
You're not going to eat? And he goes, nah, I'm not hungry. Yeah. 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 Like, I... <laughs> well, I don't know. But does that mean that he didn't eat her? <laughs> I, he definitely did. I think he said, you're not going to eat anymore. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not hungry. It was, it was something like that. Like, the implication was that they both... We're just like, oh, I guess you have to go now because we're hungry. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and it's them walking away. And the final line is something about uh, right. she, so she wasn't that. Raps, I think Raps looking it up. Well, uh, right? I'd certainly say she had marvelous judgment, Albert, if not particularly good taste. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's and the they literally thing. laugh off into the sunset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Unbelievable. Like, and then like, you know, yeah. and like the jug band comes on and you're just like, what the fuck Which did I just apparently watch? Apparently Harlan Ellison hated that. The jug band music? That line. Oh. Found that very offensive. Yeah, I think because this movie is so slapstick. Well, it completely fucking trivializes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but in a way, it's the perfect ending. I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, because like, this movie is just, basically garbage just, anyway. So it just like... like shoves your face into the steaming pile of cruelty. That's the... Yeah. That, right. That's the point, right? I mean, if you're... Maybe a complete sociopath that you come at this movie like, "Hey, great movie! This that was awesome." <laughs> right. Yeah, but otherwise, you come at it like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, yeah, like the end. It's sort of they're just like, "Yep, yeah, just continuing on. We're best friends, right? We just ate somebody." But like, you know, to the yeah. audience member, they're like, I think that that's the the feeling it's supposed like to. It's horrific. Evoke, How the fuck right? else it's would horrific. you end this movie? It's horrific and like <laughs> solemnly. It's like, we had to eat or right. we had no choice. Like, no, it's like. Or like you said, they, like they the could have ended it with all three of them walking off into the sunset towards... They could have, yeah. Yeah, but it's also so similar to like the end of Death Race 2000 where they're just like, we're married now. I'm the president. Death Race is over. Let's, <laughs> let's murder the newscaster because he looks dumb. And then, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I really got to watch that movie. Yeah. I don't know. Death Race, uh, you know, I mean, I think that movie was made by people with very low IQs. <laughs> so was this. I don't think. This is one of the most nihilistic, one of the darkest visions of the future. Also, maybe one of the silliest movies we've seen, like just vibe-wise. So maybe Dark Star. I think the value of this movie is like the likely f- futures that we face are in every way more hellish and like unthinkable than what we usually get peddled to us as like even like sci- as dystopia. Yeah. Like those are very like, you know, palatable featherweight versions of bad worlds. This is the bad world. This yeah. is the real bad world. Right. Because I watch this movie and I'm like, holy fuck. This is like. This is a dark world. It's du- Yeah. It's fucking dark and terrifying. And like. Yeah. And. Yeah, terrifying no. that someone could even conceive this world. So that makes me wonder, you know, like, yeah. is it is the fact that someone conceived this is that commentary or is it just somebody fucked up who came up with an idea for a story? We should watch the Joker or movie and try yeah. and answer this question. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, you know, yeah, or, but it could also just be a cultural thing, like you were saying, Raph. Like, it could just be that in the context of like asshole fiction writers in the seventies, this was an acceptable dystopia to paint, and it's not a commentary. It's just like. I like to write about, you know, women getting subjugated. Did I say that? I think I said that. Well, I'm yeah, sort of true. synthesizing what the two of you said. <laughs> Should we throw it to endorsements? <laughs> Is it White Claw? It's not White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> we lost our White Claw sponsorship <laughs> over this episode. Um, my endorsement is Tofu. Yeah. So 
tofu is not i think respected in this in this country maybe in the west uh but yeah there's really good tofu out there and it really a lot of different kinds of tofu that really taste different and there's some really really good tofu and i think if we had access to better tofu you know the stuff in the supermarket that comes in like the the sits in the water and comes in the box is pretty gross uh but there's really really good fresh tofu and i think if people had access to it they'd like it more tofu hell yeah more like no foo i strong agree i like tofu oh sam what do you got really not a whole hell of a lot oh i just watched that fucking show undone uh with uh bob odenkirk do they need to curse there sorry let me do it again okay Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Come on. I, every I just, all right. All right. I yeah. just watched all right. that. All right. All right. All right. I just watched that show Undone with Bob Odenkirk. Have you guys seen ads for this? It like just came out. No. It's really good uh, and weird. It's animated over live action. Oh, cool. Um, and Bob Odenkirk is awesome and the main character I can't remember what the actress's name is but she's amazing it's really good and kind of about um, schizophrenia and maybe time travel it's really interesting oh yeah I've heard that it's incredible it's an Amazon show yeah yeah, someone was talking about it on like NPR's TV that they were looking forward to or like I I heard rumors that it was amazing All right, I gotta check it out yeah all right, Alan, what do you got? My endorsement, I guess, is Preano, which is a city on the Amalfi Coast Fuck that yeah. I went to. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so there's sort of like more famous cities on the Amalfi Coast, like Positano and Amalfi, and those are super crowded. But then, uh, and staying there is probably expensive. But if you stay in like Preano, it's like super nice and probably much less expensive um and more peaceful and then you can easily visit like the other cities i'm going to endorse a writer this week who i read i'm reading one of his books now that's like decent it was his posthumous last collection of short stories and the first story in it is really good it's called the largesse of the the sea maiden but um his most famous book is uh (laughs) is jesus's son uh his name is dennis johnson and i i like his writing is jesus's son god Thanks for tuning in. Um, You can follow us on social media on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At Haliophiligent. At Jack. At Spectral Taint. Um, (laughs) And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Robot House Pod. Also, Sam is at Case of Piles. Yeah, you really shouldn't follow any of us. Yeah. Um, Until next time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.